This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Man, here we are on a beautiful Friday, aren't we? Woo-wee. Coming off the heels of JT the Brick which obviously came off the heels of the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang this morning. They were out on location. Now myself and DeMond are here in the studio holding it down for the next couple hours. They will pass the sticks on to my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who is going to be live at the TI Treasure Island. Go check him out 4 to 6 p.m. We are all around town all week long. We've been around town, and it's a beautiful thing because the weather is nice. Now I say this, we're only going to have a couple more weeks of this nice stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be blazing hot. But hey, that's for another day. Right now, we're excited about what's going on. We're excited about the fact that the draft is about three weeks away. Uh, Very excited about that, as a matter of fact. So we've been focusing a lot on the draft here on Raider Nation Radio 920. But I come to you today, and DeMond comes to you today, bearing gifts. What I want to do is I want to open up the show and give away a pair of tickets to go see Megadeth. And it's going to be tomorrow at the Michelob Ultra Arena. And the reason I'm doing it right now is because it's already 2 o'clock. I want to make sure whoever has the opportunity to go tomorrow can get their tickets quick, fast, and in a hurry. Not to mention the people around here on Fridays are out immediately. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> part right there. Immediately, folks are out of here on a Friday. And look, when it's weather like this, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. If they can get up out of here a little why not do it? So I'm going to go ahead and look for caller number nine to start the show. 702-365-9200. You want to go see Megadeth and Lamb of God tomorrow evening at the Michelob Ultra Arena, let us know about it. Caller number nine, I'm going to get you hooked up. DeMond's going to get your information. You're going to get laced up with a pair of tickets just like that. Just our way of saying welcome to Friday. Get ready for the weekend. Everyone loves the weekend around here, right? Great. We're going to get you hooked up. So call DeMond right now, and you'll get laced up with a pair of tickets to go see Megadeth uh, tomorrow at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Now, let's go ahead and get into the teeth of the show, man. I'm fired up and excited about the show today. I told DeMond today was a day I should have had a red polo on, but I was trying to save it. I didn't put my red polo on because Tiger's in action. And you know Tiger doesn't, he doesn't put the red polo on until Sunday, right? <laughs> so in that case, I thought I'm just going to go ahead and hold on and not wear the red polo today. But today should have been a red polo day today because I was just so fired up and excited to be here with you and excited about the guests that we have coming up on the show and the reason why we have the guests coming up on the show. So starting things off at 2.30. New Raider running back Brandon Bolden is going to join the show uh, at BB underscore Hulk smash on Twitter. And I got to ask him off top about the Hulk smash. Now, he's also going to talk to us about some really good things that he has going on. Uh, cancer awareness. I think every single family, every single person listening to this show, anybody not listening to this show, knows somebody that has been affected by cancer. So he's going to join us and talk to us about, you know, cancer research, cancer awareness. But. Also going to talk to us about the opportunity to be a member of the Raiders. Talk to us about Josh McDaniel's offense. Talk about the red zone. Talk about all kind of things Raiders related. So very excited about having the newest Raiders running back, Brandon Bolden, join the show coming up at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. He's the NFL reporter. He's going to join the show. And I realize, and I never do this, I realize that he was on uh, Vinny's show in the huddle yesterday. I never go back-to-back with guests or something. I just don't do it. It's just not my bag. But 
he had a very good article that he put out about Dave Ziegler and his aggressiveness when it came to going out and acquiring Devontae Adams. So I specifically will talk to Doug, and DeMond will specifically talk to Doug at 3 o'clock about that article and, and the aggressiveness of GM Dave Ziegler. And what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, because we don't know, we haven't had as many conversations with uh, Dave Ziegler as you know we, we would like to, and as we will over the next coming year and the next coming years. You know, we'll, we'll obviously get to know D- the Dave Ziegler and his, his approach to things as well, the way he uh, attacks a draft, the way he attacks free agency. I think we have a pretty good idea how he attacks free agency, right? <laughs> I mean, he was pretty stinking aggressive when he went out and got uh, Devontae Adams, and not to mention pretty stinking aggressive when he went out there and got Chandler Jones, was able to move Unique Ngakwe, bring Rocky Sin in. I mean, that was all, in my opinion, aggressive moves. Now, I'm curious how aggressive he's going to be when it comes to the draft, especially when you don't currently pick until number three, or until round three, excuse me. I think the difference with the draft is he doesn't need to be aggressive. No, but he might want to be. Yeah. Because I think like he did all his talking in free agency, all the big moves. Right. Like you said, he did, he's already done the aggressive part. Right. This would just be some icing on the cake right here. Right, exactly. But I'm just I'm just wondering, and, and Doug had a good opportunity to talk to Dave Ziegler, just like Vinny had an opportunity, and Vic, and and uh, everyone else who was there, uh, Cassie Soto, everyone who was there, uh, Heidi Fang, who was able to talk to uh, to to Dave Ziegler at the owners' meetings. I want to get his impression of what he learned from that conversation with Dave Ziegler when it comes to just how aggressive he thinks he might be in this upcoming draft. Because again, my gut feeling, and this is just my gut feeling, this is going off of nothing else. My gut feeling tells me that he does not wait till round three to p- make a pick. That's just what I'm saying. He, the, the Raiders are scheduled to pick at number 86 right now. I do believe that they're going to pick before that. And that's, that's with no knowledge of anything. I want to be perfectly clear. That's with no knowledge of anything. That's just my gut feeling. I feel like this team... And, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or you feel like I'm wrong. I feel like this team is seeing an opportunity in front of them and they're going for that opportunity. I'm not saying that there's a guy that they can go draft right now that's going to put them over the top and, oh, man, that's going to be the Raiders now are, the, are, are favorites for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that at all. But I think that they know what they have and I think they know what they need. And there's, there's, there's an area of what, what, as an organization, are they willing to do to go and attack that. I think they're willing to do that. Okay, so let's say if they move into the second round, because I think first round mm-hmm. would be too think, locked. Yeah, me too. So if they do move into the second round, what position would you think that the team needs to get? I'm glad you asked that, because that's actually one of the topics that I have for the show today. That's a fantastic question. Great way to segue there. And uh, I didn't even give you a rundown today. So, man, you're, you're, uh, you're on your A game today. Man, DeMond's feeling good. I told you today was going to be a good day. Man, all right. That's what I'm talking about. I'll actually get to that in just a second. I will tell you about our other guests that we have. Not only Doug Kite at 3 o'clock, but Deontay Lee from The Athletic will join us at 3.30. And now he's covering the draft. We always talk to him. He used to be part of Pro Football Focus. Now he's part of The Athletic, and he's part of the draft team. And we could talk draft every single day. And we just might. We might talk draft every day up until the draft. We just got our credentials approved today. Just turned them in. There's nothing better than the feeling when you get your credentials approved. Because you know you're there. You're in there. When your credentials get approved, you know you're there. And the thing about it is, like when our credentials got approved for the Super Bowl, I was like, okay, great. We still have to find our way to L.A. We still have to find a place to stay. We still have to, you know what I mean? We still have to figure out all this other stuff. How are we all going to get there? We don't have to do any of that. It's all coming to us. So when we get our credential approved, it's like, boom, I'm in there. I'm in there. All good. So Raider Nation Radio 920 is going to be all over the draft. And I'm telling you, I know it starts on Thursday the 28th, and I know it's on the 29th, and I know it's on the 30th, the draft 
And the coverage from boots on the ground really starts around Tuesday of that week. And I'm telling you, when I say stones to the wall, we are going to go stones to the wall that week. So excited. For anyone who's never been part of NFL draft coverage, there's like a whole day where you're just kind of off campus and you're at like somewhere it'll be downtown and the NFL network will have a whole setup and all their NFL network guys will be there and you just walk around and talk with them. I can sit down with Daniel Jeremiah, get five, six, seven minutes with him. I can sit down with Steve Mariucci, get five, six, seven minutes. Willie McGinnis, all, I mean, you name it. Whoever you watch on NFL network will be there. Bucky Brooks. I mean, all these cats will all be there. You can get any kind of one-on-one time. All the prospects that are going to be in the green room, you'll get that. You can get that time with. There'll be a time where they set it up, probably at Allegiant Stadium. You go there, boom, you get like 45 minutes to an hour window. So much stuff to, to provide. I'm trying to tell you, the, the years I've been covering the draft, I go and get so much, I say audio, that's what we say in this radio business is audio, but just so much great coverage to bring back to the table. I mean, you will be, I, I could, and I might do this for Monday. I still have the very first Josh Jacobs interview I ever did, and that was in Nashville. Back in 2019 when he got drafted, when I literally met him for the first time. And he'll tell you. He, I mean, he, he remembered it when we had the interview exactly. for the, um, the food drive that he did. Exactly. And a matter of fact, we'll do that on Monday. I'll bring that interview to the table. We'll just play it just to, just to hear where it was back in 2019 to where Josh is right now. You know, knowing three years later, he's still a member of the Silver and Black and was drafted by Silver and Black. But, I mean, these are when you get to know these guys before they're actually drafted. It's a lot of fun. So Deontay Lee is going to talk to us about the draft Coming up at 3.30. Uh, yes, Will Kiss just sent me a text. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Will, I got you. <laughs> so just fired up about the show, man. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun today. So those are the guests that we have. Brandon Bolden, Raiders running back. He's going to join the show at 2.30. Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus at 3 o'clock. And then Deontay Lee from The Athletic at 3.30. Now, now let's jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So, Damon, you asked a question about the draft and the, and the Raiders and if they were to move up. So go ahead and rephrase your question again. If the Raiders were to move up into the second round, we don't know which players will be available, but what position would you want the Raiders to pick? I love that that you said that because the question, the way I had it worded, was what would you say based off the team's personnel are the top three priorities in the draft for the Raiders? So basically, it's the same thing you're talking about, right? Me, my, my, my priority for this Raiders team is cornerback. I think cornerback is the number one priority for this team. And I know a lot of people are going to say offensive line. I get it. I get it because that's a, that's a high priority as well. But me personally, as I look at the Raiders team, the reason I didn't pick offensive linemen first, because we're talking draft. I think that the Raiders need to address the offensive line with veteran, not a rookie. There you go. And I think it's also, we can ask Deontay about this later, but when it comes to bang for your buck, I think you'll have more of an opportunity to get a quality player in the second round at corner as opposed to offensive line. Someone who's going to be able to come in, as we saw with Trayvon Merrick, an impact player in the second round. Right. No, I agree. I agree 100%. But that's, that's what I look at. And so I understand that they're sitting there at pick number 86. And you know what? They might. Stay pat at pick 86. I still think that the priority is going to be a corner. I still, right now, would say at pick 86, if I had to pick a position that they're going to draft, if they stay right there, I'd say they're going to draft a corner. That's, that's just my gut feeling. Uh, I think with conversations that we've had, 
here on the station with different guests that have seen what Patrick Graham's defense looks like, I think a corner has to be a priority. So I throw that question out to you, Raider Nation. would love to hear from you. What would you say, based off the team's personnel right now, are there three top three priorities in the draft? And like I said, I just went with the top priority. And me, that's, that's definitely got to be cornerback for me. Um, I think if you go offensive line, I think that's depth. I think the, the, the decision that's the best decision for the Raiders right now would be go grab an offensive tackle by way of, uh, you know, a, a free agency, a veteran that you could put in there and feel, okay, this guy's going to be able to hold it down. Here's a veteran here, got a veteran on the other end and Colton Miller, and you're still allowing Alex Leatherwood to, to grow next to you. That's, that's my gut feeling. Now, some might say, you know what, if you can go get a stud, then go get a stud. And maybe that's the way. I just think that's a lot of youth on the right-hand side of the Exactly. That's the, the problem there. Line. Exactly. I'm right there with you. So that's 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 why I, that's that's my reasoning for saying cornerback is the is the top priority when it comes to the upcoming draft. Now, the other question that I want to throw out there to you doesn't necessarily have to be a Raider game, doesn't necessarily have to even be a football game. But we kind of talked about it at the end of the show yesterday when I started getting fired up about the the A's and the and the Dodgers. Was that yesterday I got fired up about the A's and Dodgers? Yeah, Kurt, yeah, I think when so. When Kurt Gibson hit that home run and it ruined the series for me, yeah, I think it was yesterday. Anyway, I wanted to ask, what is a game that gets your blood boiling? Like, every time you hear that game, you get mad and you go off about it. And I know the easy answer is the tuck rule game. We all know that one. That's, that's the easy one. So I should say, besides the tuck rule, because we all know how, how fired up Raider Nation, that, that game gets me fired up still. But what is a game that you remember that just gets that blood boiling every single time you hear any kind of reference to that game? You get mad. For me, it was the other day when I was at UNLV and the young man brought up the Dodgers beating the, the A's in uh, 88 and that Kurt Gibson home run in game one that ruined the whole series. How do you let game one ruin the whole series? I don't know. The A's did it, though. I'm still upset about that. I can still, in my mind, see Kurt Gibson laboring around the bases, pumping his fist like he just did everything. Well, because he did. Man. I'm still hot about that one. So those are the two questions that I have for you on this Friday as we head into the weekend. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R-N-R. And what I mean by that is you use 69187 as the number. Make sure you put the letters R-N-R first, put a space, and then your message, and we're sure to get it. Because sometimes people send messages to us at 69187 and don't put the R-N-R. And then our good friends at ESPN Las Vegas get it, and they say, what in the hell are we talking about? Because we don't see it. We don't see it. And then somebody will hit us back and be like, hey, man. Hey, man. Had a good question. Hey, Q. What's up, man? Why you, why you dogging me, man? Never saw it. I'm keeping it too real for him. <laughs> you just don't like the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth, Q. Eh, that's all good. All anyway. right, here's my game right here. Okay. That Villanova-UNC game that I was talking about in 2016 where Villanova oh, okay. made the buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Because the play before that to tie the game, Marcus Page, he's a lefty. The way that he had to contort double pump in the air to make it to tie the game, when you make that kind of shot, hand in the face, having to double pump, you're like, hey, we good. Right. And then Chris Jenkins. I had to look it up to get his name because I didn't remember his name. <laughs> oh, Chris Jenkins. Chris good Jenkins. old Jenkins. Exactly. He just caught you know, the inbounder. You don't think about the inbounder, and he just comes behind, no, shoots that three, knocks it down. And what made it so worse, my best friend at the time, he called me. It was like, I'm like, I'm crestfallen. The shot goes in. I'm like, man, I get a call. What do you want? Right. He's like, you see that shot? And it's like, man, I'm going to throw Isn't my that phone. the worst, though? Isn't that the worst when something bad <laughs> just what, happens, yes. and then your phone rings, and you're like, really? 
Like, who hates me that bad that they're going to call me? My boy Corey did that to me, man. I was at my mom's house. I might have told this story before. I was at my mom's house watching the Raiders and Chiefs on Monday Night Football. And the Raiders were about to win the game. And all of a sudden, who was it? It was Andre Bad Mood and Rising got behind Eric Turner. Rest in peace to Eric Turner. And Elvis freaking Gerbach hit him in the back of the end zone. My boy Corey called me no quicker than the touchdown happened. All of a sudden, my mom, and this is the house phone. The house phone starts ringing. I was like, oh, damn. Like, I knew, I knew it, was, it was for me. My mom says, son, Corey's on the phone. I'm like, what? I pick up the phone, what? Elvis Gerbach? That's all he says. Elvis Gerbach? Q. Elvis blank blank Gerbach? And I'm like, bye, Corey. Bye. Click. That you game ain't got, got me high. You, you can't say nothing. Uh, what can you say? Yeah, you can't. So disrespectful. So that's another great example of a game that gets me hot. That Monday night football game with the Chiefs and the Raiders. That damn Elvis Gerbach hit Andre Bad Moon Rising. Got that touchdown. That still drives me crazy. And Eric Turner, man, I couldn't believe he let him get behind him. Eric Turner was a damn good safety. Rest in peace again to E.T. All right, let's go out to the Raider Nation listening live. Let me cool off real quick. 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's going on? Oh, man, I'm chilling. Man, that's right. Hey, it's Friday, but uh, my leg is burning, big dog. You know what I'm saying? I did a tattoo on myself. I do taps on the side. You do tattoos? killing me. You do tattoos? Yes, oh, man, you need to come to the building, man. We have a tattoo party, man. Why did you tell hey, me? Hey, man, hey, just get at me. I'm at Juan the Smasher. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog, I'm right here, man. My leg is burning. I got me a... a, a Cause uh, my parents are from Michoacan, Mexico, so that means that uh, I'm straight Mexican, but I'm first generation. <laughs> but I got this hummingbird; that's what it means, the culture. So I'm like, man, let me try these new machines, and now my leg is burning. Nice, nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'll... but uh, yes, sir. Hey, whenever y'all need it, hey, get at me. Okay, done. Hey, man, we will, we will for sure. Thank you so so much for that call, my man. I appreciate you. We got deals going on on the air. That's how we do it. He's done. He's gone. <laughs> Demond's all waiting for him. <laughs> Might have had something to add. Uh, he added all he needed to. He said, hey, I'm on the smasher. Get at me. You know what I'm saying? I said, yeah. A little self-promo. Yeah, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, you know, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Passionate Raider. Passionate. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Man, what's happening, gentlemen, man? Happy Friday, Q, man. It's one more week closer to game week, Q. Another <laughs> week in the books, baby. Let's get it. Let's go. Thank you, man. Man, you know, man, I, man, I want to see just a big – I've been sitting here and all that's why I said, like – what could we really do? What could what what could these two concoct to really get back in the first round? Because I mean, being back at, the, at, at being in Vegas, man, we gotta figure a way to get in this first round. But my main, my biggest thing is now I feel all the other pieces besides quarterback and right tackle, man. Whatever we gotta do to get that offensive line solidified. Right, right. I got you. Big word. Get that done because, man, it doesn't matter what weapons, man. I, I just don't want Derek to be on his back all year long, man. But I, I, I'm still. I just don't think it was that bad, really, last year. I think that line held up when it did, and he missed plays when he missed plays, and they missed blocks and they missed blocks. It was a, you really can't blame me the one. It was he or she. So, hey, man, I want that right line addressed. I think the rest can work itself out. One week closer to the game day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call. And I'll say this, man. The Raider, the, the offensive line had its moments. 
it had its moments. And, and really the moments that stood out to me the most weren't even like a missed block here or there. The moments that really irritated and bugged the mess out of me were the penalties. You know, fourth and one, false start. Fourth and one, false start. Fourth and one, holding. You know what I mean? Red zone, holding. That's what drove me crazy. That really was the bigger issue more than even the blocking. And the blocking at times had a lot to be desired. And, and I get it, man. And, and I'm not trying to attack the offensive line, but that was facts. That was facts that multiple fourth and ones weren't even being able to be executed because there was a penalty, a pre-snap penalty. That's called discipline. That's called hold your water. You got to do that. So I just think with bookends that are veterans, they can kind of help calm down the youngsters. And that's all young. That's all youth in the middle. So that's that's part of my thinking behind that. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo. Welcome to Friday. What's on your mind? Hey, Q and DeMond. Thank you for taking my call. Happy Friday. I want to shout out real quick to uh, Juan the Smasher. My family's from the same state of Mexico. I'm also first generation. I'm surprised he didn't get a monarch. The monarchs actually travel from... Uh, Michoacan all the way up to California and then uh, Pismo Beach, they uh, set up one of their colonies. It's pretty pretty sweet to see. It's a sight. Oh, nice. Now, uh, is, is, is Mayor Libby Schaff hanging out there, checking out all the beautiful colonies and all the beautiful coastal area? Hell no, nah, man. She's too, busy. <laughs> she's too busy taking interviews to disparage other cities when she's got her own job to do. I know. I, I don't even know why I brought but, brought her back up. I had to fire a shot off on her. It's Friday. I had to I had to get fired up. Sorry. Yes, sir. You know we're gonna go score stirs with her. I I, I already did a couple times myself. <laughs> and I feel your pain, Q. Look, whenever uh, who was it? Steratore let out that grin. Oh it yeah. Hurt me on one. It hurt me on more than one level, man. Yeah. I had bet. I have never done this since. Won't do it again. But I had bet my my homeboy, who's a who's a cowboy fan, uh, jersey swap for the game, and man, he let me have it. He sent me a text right away with a picture of that coop jersey, cause he had just gone over there, and ah, oh, that was terrible having to wear that ugly ass jersey, man. I'll tell you what, right? Never do it again. I was so sad that day, but I'm a man of my word, so I had to do it, and. Um, as far as the you were mentioning the the line the the penalties, man, let me tell you, any time that we had a play, I was always looking for that flag, and it was so frustrating because I was also always looking: is it going to be seventy or seventy-five? And it damn near was every time. It was so frustrating. I can't even begin to express because we're on the radio right now, and the FCC would have a field day on me and y'all. Yeah, but definitely was, us. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it more us terrible. than you for showing your restraint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. Terrible, man. They need to clean that up. And I'm hoping that with this new offensive line coach, he's able to settle the guys down. It'll also be uh, Leatherwood's second year, yeah. which hopefully he can follow the trend that Colton Miller did and start to trend upward and, you know, validate that pick. Because I know I said it was a bust. And it's hard for a guy, a guy in, on the line to, you know, go trial by fire and succeed right away. I mean, it's a tough position to learn. Uh, hopefully we get it straight, and uh, I'll be sitting here waiting, waiting for us to get on the field so I can root for them and not have to wait for Leatherwood and Parker to get that flag. 
There you go. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you have a great day. All right, appreciate you. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, My guy, Bill, he sent a tweet in. Q, in 95, we were 8-2 and and lost the last six games. Total torture. Facts. Absolute facts. That's that's right. That's not that's not one game that, that drives you crazy. That's just one of those moments where this can't happen. This can't happen. This can't happen. Oh, damn. This happened. Yeah, I'm with you, Bill. I'm with you. I, I like that. And he also said uh, Roberto Al- Alomar also hit a home run against the Eck. It don't matter anything that happened after uh, against Eckersley after that Kurt Gibson home run. Kurt Gibson took the life and the soul from the A's. Just took him. Just, he just reached in. Reached in. You know, when you just reach into someone's chest. You grab their heart out and that damn thing is still pumping? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what Kirk Gibson did. He couldn't even run. He didn't have to run. All he had to do was hit a home run. That is probably one of my most angriest baseball moments ever is when that happened. Like, that is the one baseball moment that drives me nuts. Because for the most part, my baseball enjoying and my baseball fandom has been pretty good. I, I, like to watch good baseball. I like to watch good baseball teams. I'm a Ricky Henderson fan, so you know I'm winning. Greatest leadoff hitter to ever do it. You can't tell me anything. Nobody can tell me anything. That's a beautiful thing about being a Ricky Henderson fan. You can't tell me anything. You can't say, well, he was probably on steroids. Can't do that. Wasn't part of that. Well, he was probably this. Nope, can't do that either. Well, he didn't do this. Nope, he did it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. You could be a Bonds fan, and I could say, well, there's that. Ricky's in the Hall of Fame. First ballot. Ricky has records that'll never be broken. Just saying. Ricky had power, too. Not only just a a speedster. He hit for average. Won the batting title one year. Hit home runs. 30 a year. Lead off home runs. Did it. Can't tell me nothing. Had a good time. Talked in the third person. Who does that? You know how tongue-tied I get if I try to talk in the third person? I think you could figure it out. No, I can barely talk in the first person. <laughs> I struggle enough talking, period. Not really. 225 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to latest, the latest Raiders running back, Brandon Bolden. He signed a free agent deal, comes over from the New England Patriots. We'll talk to him about his opportunity here in Las Vegas and also cancer research that is very, very important to him. We'll talk to him next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Still efforting the newest Raiders running back, Brandon Bolden. He'll be joining us in a matter of seconds. We'll be talking to him about his opportunity with the Silver and Black. We'll also be talking with some with him about cancer research and he's very passionate about that and we have him now so uh, there you go it's just you speak him you speak him into existence and uh he, and he gives us a call so uh brandon bolden's on the phone lines now joining us today and brandon thank you so much for your time i tell everyone when uh we we intro you coming on that your twitter handle is at bb underscore hulk smash and i have a grandson in in texas who always says hulk smash and i i laugh when he does that but then the third time he said hulk smash he actually punched me. So, yeah. where did Hulk Smash come from? Where did that start? Um, that started in college at Ole Miss. One of my uh, good college friends, Kendra Lockett. Um, one day after practice, we went in there, and I was kind of ticked off a little bit. And I kind of threw my stuff in my locker. And we have, like, these compartments that you got to open up from the bottom, from, like, like from, say, from 3 o'clock to 12 o'clock. 
And when I went to pull mine open, I pulled the whole locker down and all the lockers fell right there. We had just watched the Avengers movie as a team. So it was funny at the time. And then the name kind of stuck after that. So uh, that's, that's, I kind of took it and ran with it. Now, I'm not mad at you, but I know one thing. Anytime I hear Hulk smash, I look out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I look out because I don't know what's coming my way. But uh, thank you so much for giving us some time this afternoon. We do appreciate you. And I, I want to talk to you about the opportunity that you have with the Raiders. But I also want to talk to talk to you about what's near and dear to your heart. And that is cancer research. You're a guy that's been there, done that. You had a form of skin cancer back in 2018. And you dealt with that and overcame that. So uh, this is something everyone knows about. They have family members that are all. Uh, been uh, you know victimized or, or you know been affected by cancer so this is something I know is important to you so let's start right there just how important is this research that you're involved with um it's very important as being a cancer survivor myself um I feel as if without early detection I don't think I would have caught it early enough to pretty much save my life and save my career in football um so the cancer research is very important and just to get out and kind of be able to tell people it's okay because I was one of those people, when I found out I had it, I kind of, I hid it and was kind of ashamed of it. And, you know, without my family and my teammates, uh, I, I don't think I would be here today or be the person I am today. So it's just about being a community, being able to be a family and everything else. And ultimately, the ultimate goal is to find a way to cure cancer. Because as we know, a while ago, uh, the diagnosis of cancer was, pretty much a death sentence. There was no way around it. But with technology as the way it is now and as far as they came with their own research and now I'm able to, you know, insert my two cents of how I was able to beat it and be cancer free going on four years now. Well, we are four years now. So, you know, we're just gonna try to it's a it's gonna be a long fight and it's gonna be a hard fight and I'm glad to be part of it. No, no doubt about it, and congratulations on that, man. Four years, that's awesome, and, and that's scary. You know, everyone always says, you know, the big C, and then, and then you, you, like you said, it, when you first talk about it, it's one of those things that you feel like it's a, it's a nail in the coffin when you, when you talk about that kind of a, a situation and that diagnosis. So uh, as far as getting out early and getting the early detection on it, uh, what, what should most folks kind of do or know so they can go out there and do that and, and learn about this early? Um, any signs you have, anything that is, is out of – your normal day-to-day, you know, just go get it checked. And it could be something as small as, like, for me, it was I had a lump in my jaw. And I thought that, you know, maybe it was a football injury or it was just something that would go away on its own, and it didn't. And it went, time went on, time went on. And it's kind of crazy to say, luckily, in the game of football, I got hit directly on it, and it caused me, like, very bad pain. So I just went and was like, hey, can we get this looked at? And they put me in touch with the right people, got my biopsies, and finally got the diagnosis. But like I said, if there's anything that changes in your normal day-to-day, and I mean, I didn't have, I didn't drastically change my diet or anything like that. When I found out I had it, I just knew something was going on. I just didn't know exactly what. So, you know, me being who I am, like I said, I was kind of ashamed of it when I kind of had an inkling that, that's what it was. I grew out a beard so I could hide my lump and everything else, and I kind of, I just didn't wow. talk about it. And then finally it came out and everything else. So it was just one of those things is you don't have to be afraid. Like right. I said, it's not a death sentence anymore. It's ways to beat it. It's diets. It's for my holistic people. It's diets. It's, you can change how you 
eat and live and everything else. So it's not, you don't have to go the pharmaceutical way. You can find your own stuff and it takes a lot of research. You got to really dig in, go into a couple libraries and, you know, reach out to a few people who've had past experiences. And uh, that's what, like I said, that's what it's about. That's what the research, that's what the research is about. I love that. I love that message. You don't have to be afraid of it. And, and you know, I, I can imagine that everybody would be afraid of it initially. But, uh, you know, I love hearing that message from you where, hey, you know, talk to someone. Don't be ashamed. It, it's, it's the sooner that you get on it, the better it will be. Yeah. You know, you can you can get over this. So, again, we're talking with Brandon Bolden, the latest Raider running back here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Demond's got one for you. Yeah, Brandon, you're teamed up with the AACR the American Association for Cancer Research. And how long did it take? Because you mentioned how at first you were ashamed. So when did you feel comfortable sharing your story and providing outreach and teaming up with an organization like this? Um, so I recently came out with a story in December. Um, I was at a point to where where I, I felt like I had my life back under control. When I first, after my surgery, and we got it removed and everything, it was a long uh, one of my facial nerves. So once the cancer was removed, I lost all function on the right side of my face. And I'm talking about teeth, like my tongue. I couldn't, I had to get a, uh, um, a weight in my eyelid just to have my eyes closed. So it was wow. absolutely no sensation, no feeling. I had no, no type of motor movements whatsoever, just on that side. And a few days after surgery, I kind of had, little to no feeling in my shoulder, which my shoulder came back within the first week. And I would say maybe a month after surgery, I was able to start. I got a little bit of my face back. And I played for the Dolphins that season. And like I wore a dark visor and everything just to kind of hide the fact that I'm not all the way there. Um, in 2019, I was, it was coming. It was still on its way back. I was saying when I got back with the Patriots, it might have been around – 70 to 75 percent all motor movement and right around december of last year is when i was about 90 to 95 and i'm just now just getting the full be able to smile on both sides and you know make it clear that i'm actually smiling uh so it was i was comfortable with my situation and i was talking to my son and my brother about it and i felt like it was just time to speak about it um, I remember when I was in there for surgery, when I was recovering, it was an older gentleman who was there. And uh, so I had surgery. I had two ports coming out of my neck to drain the blood because of my surgery. And this man, he had six. And I'll never forget, he told me um, he would rather have these ports in his neck than being a ports in, the, in his neck than being a box. Right. And that kind of just kind of opened my eyes even more. It was just like, this is, this is, this, is, this is not that bad, you know, and, you know, I could fight this and I'm going to fight this. And he was, he was one of the first people that was like, I felt comfortable even discussing it with. And, uh, his family had, re had reached out to me, I believe in the beginning of December and just reminded me of that conversation and everything else. And I just felt like it was time, you know, I was feeling a lot better. It was, like I said, we were coming up on four years at the time of being cancer-free, and I just felt like it was time to share my story and, you know, be that light for those who are ashamed of their diagnosis, for those people who are afraid to go and get that early detection. So when the American Cancer Research Center reached out, and I felt like it was, I, I felt like as if I would be a perfect fit to be an ambassador for them, to kind of be that voice for those who are, who were afraid to speak out about, you know, their struggle with cancer and everything else. 
and you know, so they reached out, we they reached out to me, and I figured that would be a great fit. And uh, so I'll be in New Orleans tomorrow for a 5K run for the American Cancer Research Center. Um, it's going to be a great time. We're going to get out and discuss a few options people do have now, especially with the new technology. We're going to ex- uh, explain, uh, we're going to talk about early detection and explain the process of getting that done and what you should do before and after your diagnosis and things like that. So um, it's a great organization, and I'm very glad to be a part of it. Yeah, Brandon, what you just described there sounds like a very grueling process. So when it comes to football, what who provided you the most support on and off the field to keep you going? And just how did you keep going to play through what you were going through? Um, the biggest support was my wife and kids. Um, like, like I said, immediately after surgery, um, <laughs> uh, I remember waking up from surgery and I remember my wife coming in and she just had this look of, what did they do to you? And I had no clue what was going on. And it wasn't until two days later when I saw my face for the first time. But she didn't let me know if it was anything different. Um, my kids didn't treat me any different on my face. My oldest daughter, Excel, she actually uh, rubbed my face, I want to say, for the first couple weeks until I was able to get some movement in my eye. Um, and she was she was an infant at that time. Uh, so, and... I had another child after that, and she treated me as normal. My son never changed, like, even directly after surgery. We were walking the hallway, and they want to, you know, they want to hang and play on daddy. And so <laughs> you can't let them, you know, you, you can't let, let let them know what you're going through. So, you know, just being what I needed to be for them and my wife at the time, like my, my wife uh, when that was going on, um, doing what I had to do. And then it was kind of a, a personal thing. Uh, as well that kept me going with football. I didn't want to let cancer take me out, and I wasn't going to allow it. So once I got, you know, back to that and was able to go full tilt on the football on the football side of things, I was I was all in, and I wasn't going to be denied or let cancer be a part of the reason why I won't be able to play the game of football. Because I, I love the game of football, and cancer wasn't going to be the reason I walked away from it. I love it. I love the story. I, I love the testimony. I think that people out there need to hear that. Again, we're talking with Brandon Bolden, uh, latest Raider running back here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So as far as the game of football goes, I mean, hey, look, everything we're talking about is so important, but I did want to kind of get your thoughts on the game of football and the opportunity you have in Las Vegas. You know Josh McDaniels really well. Uh, you got your fullback from New England is with the Raiders as well. How excited are you about this opportunity? I'm very excited with this opportunity. Um, it's a new place, new ch- like a change of scenery, and uh, we got a great group of guys around us. And so I'm really excited for the chance to be a Raider, um, especially with my family ties. My grandfather played for the Raiders in the 70s. So um, I'm very excited for the opportunity. And uh, having Yock and Josh and Ziegler and just a bunch of familiar faces makes it that much easier to make the transition. When you look at this roster, particularly on the offensive side of things, and you see all the weapons that Josh McDaniels is going to have to be able to push these different buttons, what does that mean to you? How, how I hate to say, how good do you think this team could be? Because it's only April, but how, how good do you think this team and how dangerous do you think this team could be? Um. I mean, as of right now, on paper, every team in the NFL is dangerous. But until we actually go put in some work, have a few practices, you know, get together and be able to work as a team, I can't give you an honest answer on that one. Right. 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I try to tell everyone, like, hey, it's April. Don't get too excited until you actually see what's going on. But just looking again on paper, it looks, I mean, it looks like it could be a real dangerous machine. So as far as Josh McDaniel's offense goes, just, I mean, how, how quickly do you think that it'll take for, for players to, to get up to ski, speed on it? And, and you know, just, just kind of what are some of the buttons that he pushes? Um, Josh, Josh would be one of those masterminds uh, when it comes to offense. Uh, he can pretty much look at a defense and he'll already have a set of plays and that's just in watching. He hasn't even, you know, put anything on paper just yet. So um, it's, it's going to change week to week. It's going to be something different. We're going to have, you know, a very solid foundation and be able to expand on that. So it's going to take guys willing to work. And I, I know that's what he went and did with the free agent signers and the guys that's already there. He believes in them and their ability to be able to retain the playbook and everything else. So, uh, again, like I said, I'm excited to be just just be a part of the journey. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't wait to get in there. We start up on Monday and I can't get, wait to get in there and get familiar with the guys and the staff and everything else. And the beautiful city of Vegas. Right, right. No doubt. The city of Vegas is definitely beautiful. That Allegiant Stadium is beautiful. You're going to have a fun time there. I mean, I know you've been to the facility. I know you've seen the stadium. Just how nice is that state-of-the-art building that is at Henderson Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center? That is that is an, a very astounding building. Uh, my first day, I went in just to sign my contract, and they gave us a full tour of the place, and I I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard of, you know, people talking about the facility uh, like that before. But just going around and seeing everything, I can tell how everybody in the building is excited to be part of what they're, what they're a part of. And, you know, they're very proud of, to have that building. And they know their facility is very um, top tier. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait to get in there and, you know, get to mess around with a few things. Um, like I said, I, 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 I'm really lost for words because I really can't wait to get down there and get to work. Right, and and we all know the you know the family history with the Raiders. You mentioned it with your grandfather playing with the Raiders. I mean, has it really even sunk in that you are now part of his legacy more than I mean, obviously the family ties, but also being a, a part of the team that he was a part of. Um, no, it still feels surreal. Um, <laughs> uh, it still really hasn't fully set in. I'm sure by week one it maybe set in by then, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I'm very excited. He's very excited. Uh, my family's very excited. Uh, like the story goes, my uh, when I was talking to my family about potentially becoming a Raider, my grandmother jumped up and she went and pulled out everything from the, the 70s that she had from the Oakland Raiders where my grandfather played and kind of just laid it out. So it was like, it was the John Madden rule book. It was, you know, their dress code. It was how how to arrive to the games and how they was going to leave as a team and stuff like that. Uh, she showed me his brick that they have laid at the stadium. Uh, and then she bought out a T-shirt and was like, yeah, they sent him this and you should wear this when you go sign your contract. So I wore his his memorabilia to go sign the contract because I thought that would be – I thought it was pretty cool. And he, he, he got a kick out of it because um, his favorite shoes are Chuck Taylor still to this day. Nice. <laughs> and so when I went to go sign, I had his shirt on, a pair of blue jeans, and some all-black Chuck Taylors. And, you know, he got a kick out of it. Um, and everybody in the building, of course, got a kick out of it. So it was great. And uh, it's, you can tell it's really family-oriented family there. And I'm a big, big family guy. So, like I said, just the opportunity and just the, 
the things that we already have in common, I just really can't wait. There's nothing wrong with some great old school Chucks, man. Chucks are great. <laughs> I'd love me some Chuck Taylors. Go ahead. All right, Brandon, how's that response? How's the response from Raider Nation been? Because if anybody believes in family, it's Raider Nation. How's that response been? Have you seen the tweets? And how welcome have the fans been to you? I, I've, I've seen the tweets, and I appreciate all the welcomes. It's been, it's been great, and I can't wait to get in there, go rock the stadium with those guys. Uh, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, I've been part of Pats Nation for a long time, and, you know, and to just, you know, sign, just put my name on a sheet of paper and see Raider, Raider Nation just fully accept me. It's, it's you know, kind of touchy, you know. Uh, so I can't wait to, you know, get down and have a great time. We're going to have some fun this season. No doubt. There's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, Brandon, everyone's going to let you know that there's only one nation. It's only Raider Nation. <laughs> you already know. You already know. That. Already know. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, my man. I did want to say one more time, you're going to be uh, at Canal Place, 201 Canal Street in New Orleans tomorrow morning. 6.30 a.m. is the registration. 7.30 a.m. is when the race gets uh, underway for cancer research. You're going to be a part of that. And uh, just tell everyone, you know, one more time what they can do as far as getting out and get ahead of uh, cancer research early. Um, just go ahead and you, if you feel anything different out of your day to day, please go ahead and get it checked out. Go to your local doctor and, um, just book an, uh, get an appointment. Um, if you want to learn more about the American Cancer Research Center, go to AC, ACR.org, uh, log in. There is a link to donate and everything on my page, uh, as well. Uh, but log on to the website. They have a lot of tools and resources for you to go look and, you know, just browse. And, and, and it's, when you get comfortable, go look, take a look at it, see what you can find out. And you, it, it might not be for you. You might be helping out a family member. But we're all in this together. We are all one big family, and we're all in this fight against cancer. No doubt, no doubt. Well, thank you for sharing your story, really. I mean, your testimony, I guarantee, is touching somebody right now, and it's going to get them to do the right thing, which is get out there ahead of time and get on to things early. So, Brandon, thank you so much. Uh, have fun in the race tomorrow, and uh, good luck starting on Monday there at the, at the facility as, uh, as workouts start to begin. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. There he goes. Newest Raiders running back Brandon Bolden gave us plenty of his time right there, more time than we expected. But what a story. What a story he just shared. I always love to get to get an athlete on or get someone on to talk about the 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 sport, the the you know, joining the Raiders, what it means, all that good stuff, that stuff. But when you start to get to know these guys and they start to share their story, I mean what he just talked about, his wife looked at him and 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 didn't understand even what she was looking at. But stood by his side, his kids rubbed his face. Like if that doesn't touch you a little bit, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like, something's wrong with you. That, I mean, I'll tell you right now, while he's talking and sharing his story and DeMond is my witness, I'm up here fist pumping the whole time. Because this, I mean, it's just, it almost sends chills just hearing a young man share his story like that. That's awesome. Really love it. Uh, really appreciate Brandon's time. Thank you to the Raiders for being able to make that happen for us. 2.50 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out our number one of the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Many thanks to Brandon Bolden who joined us in the last segment, shared his story. It was fantastic. If you missed it, we'll tweet it out in a little while. Coming up at the top of the hour, we have Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. He's going to talk all things Dave Ziegler and Devontae Adams and kind of what went into the acquisition of Devontae Adams. So real quick, going to go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Rod. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? 
AQ, Damon, what's good? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. What's going on? Hey, man, that was another great interview. Q, you got away, bro. I think you need to slap another microphone sticker somewhere on the wall, on the helmet, whatever you got. <laughs> that, that, that was a quality interview, my man, and um, moving. And I just want to say that there's a lot of guys you guys bring on. The Raiders give us great access or give you guys great access. But did he not feel like family? Did he yes. not feel comfortable? Yes. He felt comfortable. Yes, he was he was fantastic. Not everyone's willing to talk and, and share as much of their story as he did, but he was willing to tell us every detail. And that's part of uh, sharing that testimony I was talking about. That's incredible, man. Right, right. And cancer is one of those things that touches everybody. Yep. Uh, for me, unfortunately, it's touched a lot of my family and closest to home, my sister. So, obviously, that that it, it all rings 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 home. So, um you know, get out there, get screened, and do what you got to do, because uh, we all need to see this championship that's coming. Our chips. Yes. Chips. There you go. I Let's like go the plural. Raiders. Hey, great call, man. Great call. Way to close out the week. I do appreciate you, man. And close out the hour, as a matter of fact. That was a great call. Uh, many thanks to Brandon Bolton again, sharing his story. And uh, he went into every detail. And if you missed it, Demond's going to tweet it out in a matter of minutes and just uh, so you can hear it. But uh, great stuff from Brandon Bolden. Thank you for that call. We got a lot of good texts that we'll get to. We'll get to them after we talk to our next guest. We'll kick off hour number two, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. He'll talk to us about Devontae Adams and Dave Ziegler. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.